Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is Kenya. And this is episode 56, Rewrite Your Future. Mm. This is an interview with Dr. John Artis, who is a chiropractor and the owner of Health on Earth Chiropractic, which is a practice. It's more than just chiropractic. And you will see in this interview that Dr. Artis is way more than just um, a chiropractor. Uh, he's a very spiritual being, a very, very ambitious and arduous and um, just lots of fortitude, but lots of grace, so much grace, so much humility. And we really have um, a very dynamic conversation about how we move towards our future self. How do we create goals, but still really consider ourselves, take care of ourselves, push ourselves, um, but in a way that's of, of grace, one that's compassionate, um, and, and one that we know we can accomplish and have because we have kind of this divine protection. So I really enjoyed it. I love Dr. Artis. We, he's my chiropractor, but beyond that, we are friends. And um, again, I think, you know, we keep having these yummy conversations and I'm super excited that each guest we've brought in puts their heart and soul in our conversations and really reflects very deeply you know, they reflect very deeply on their journey and um, share this with you. And so I'm loving this season a ton. I really am. I'm biased, I guess. But I hope you are loving it too. And if you are loving it, segue to our next thing. <laughs> We'd love for you to be rating the podcast on whatever platform you are listening. So if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, just give us a quick, you know, you can put however many stars, how you're enjoying it. And then what's even stronger is if you write a review. By doing that, that's how, as you probably hear, if you're a podcast junkie like me, you hear when people say, you know, when you write your reviews, that's how our podcast gets populated um, as one to recommend to more people. So um, we have been very organic um, in growing our community here listening to this, and I love it. I'm not pressed. I 
at all, but we also, or and we also want to hear from our audience um, and want to hear how you are experiencing um, each episode. So go ahead and make sure you rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, as we get those in, in the future, I can be reading them so other people can make sure they hear your reviews. All right. Um, speaking of our community, just want to remind you that yes, we have our Patreon community. It is still going strong. Um, there are various tiers. We're going to be adding a new tier for our our astrology lovers um, soon that is coming. But for now, we do have our general just supporting this podcast. Um, Again, that's just $5 a month, $5. That's like a really good, like pumpkin spice um, latte, what have you from Starbucks. I don't even drink coffee. I don't even go to Starbucks, but I'm imagining it's around that amount. And <laughs> if it's just like giving us a cup of coffee. And there is a, a platform called Cup of Coffee, I think. Anyway, the idea is that if you have it in your heart, you're enjoying what you're listening to, you want to support the production of the podcast. And when I say production, um, meaning our virtual assistant that works with us, um, the equipment that we use, and just the distribution of everything, then go ahead on over to patreon.com slash findingyourvoice, and you can become a $5 supporter each month. In return, um, you get to watch the videos that we do that we do not release publicly. Um, you'll have access to that, which means you get that um, every Thursday. And um, there's bonus content. So when we interview our artists, we always have a after after um, interview content, which is bonus, and you will get that. We're also um, starting our monthly Thrive Guide, and so that will be available to our Patreon supporters as well. So um, join us. Come on over. Come on over, share with others. We'd love for you to be a part of um, our Patreon community. If you are a woman um, who is uh, identifies from a multi-ethnic, multicultural background, um, we do have the She Collective that we have specifically for diverse women. Um, while finding your voice after 40, it says that you do not have to be 40. Um, or above to be a part of the She Collective. We accept any age. We do ask for adults. So over the age of 18 is what's most um, appropriate. But 18 plus, you can be a part of our collective. And that collectivism, it includes all that I just said for the general supporter, so the videos and the bonus. But you also get a weekly WUSA, a self-care WUSA that includes self-care activities, includes videos, messages, recordings, um, and also you get free access to our events. So our virtual events, excuse me, and discounts on our uh, readings, our astrology readings. Um, So definitely we'd love for you to be a part of that. We do a monthly meetup, uh, astro meetup, and we also do the occasional meetups around health and wellness. So that's just $29.99 and it is a free trial, a seven day free trial. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, if you're wanting more community around and you're needing some weekly um, support, as well as you also get access to me for coaching each month. Um, I do 
make myself available for mentoring, coaching, guidance for my She Collective members once a month. It's optional. You don't have to book every month, um, but you absolutely are invited to. So if you want that guidance, want to dig into some career guidance, some relationship guidance, um, want to better understand spiritual development, um, whether or not using the astrology. Um, again, I'm a certified holistic coach and I'm happy to offer that service to you. So hop on over. And if you look at our show notes tonight, today and moving forward for, um, as we are in the fall season, I am offering discounted readings for astrology. Um, as we are now in a new season, um, this fall season can have a lot of, it's a very, I think a very interesting time. It's a time for reset. It's preparing us to kind of um, reorganize. And there can be some aspects in the fall that feel a little heavier, especially during Scorpio season because of the energy it's trying to get us to probe a little bit deeper, um, get more in touch with our emotions and feelings. And so, um, and it's my birthday month. So as a way to celebrate, um, I am offering a discounted rate um, for a limited time. So go into the show notes and you will see that you how you can book that. Um, and yeah, that's where we're advertising. Also, we're advertising that if you're a part of our newsletter community. Okay, let's do our mindful message so we can then get into this wonderful interview with Dr. John Artis. So here's our message for the week. Unlimited. I create my reality with the thoughts I think and things I focus on. I am unlimited in my ability to create a beautiful life full of good and love. So take that mindful message for the week. Um, again, if you join a part of our Patreon, these mindful messages um, are going to always be available in that Thrive Guide. So you can have it and store it and put it in your notes and post-its and all that and remind yourself of all that. All right, let's get into this episode 56, Rewrite Your Future, an interview with Dr. John Artis. And we are back and oh my goodness. Now I, I am gonna preface before you say anything, we have Dr. Okay. John Artis, but I'm prefacing that we're, we recorded a whole episode last season <laughs> that was glitching and doing, and he said all these nuggets and I was praying I could salvage it, but it just, it wasn't doing justice when I was going into the editing. So Dr. John Artis is back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're crossing yes. our fingers <laughs> with the technology. Good. How are you? I am great. I am in a great space. I am feeling good, feeling healthy. You vibrant. look, you look vibrant. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. you never no. don't, you never don't look vibrant, but you look extra vibrant right now. You know, I just finished uh, 75 hard. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Oh my God. No, I haven't. Yeah, no, no, I dropped like 15 pounds. I'm lean. I'm finally got a six pack. It's crazy. It's it's it's, it's really the wow. discipline is, is is it's it's winning the war within, is all I can say. And wow. what that means is basically just committing to something and not letting anything stop you. Even when we were traveling, I was doing my thing, so it was crazy. It was it was it was <laughs> that pushed me to a whole nother strategy. Uh 
Yeah, because I'm like, where did you lose 15 pounds? Like, I mean, I just yeah. don't see you as a man that, you know, needs no. to lose. But yeah, no, no, I just wanted to be lean. I just wanted to be healthier. Uh, I didn't do it to lose weight. It just mm -hmm. just happened like that. And then your body just found that that rhythm. Um, but sleep is amazing. Um, just the discipline yeah. of doing it. I read probably I finished five books in the 75 days. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna. That's a whole guys, conversation. Y'all can already yeah. tell. Okay, you can yeah. already tell. Doctor Artist has a, a. He's a force. So I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna read something, and I want you just to sit back and listen, and then okay. I'm gonna go on with our questions. But before I even read it, I will say that you know we pre-record these episodes. So those of you who are listening and watching, this was pre-recorded in the summer. And I myself just finished it. Just it was just a seven day, not seventy five, but it was a seven day detox that was done by a naturopath who really she looked at my astrology, she looked at my um, my habits, she looked at you know the symptoms, and she created this all natural detox. And in those seven days, I lost over seven pounds just in the That's seven good. days. So now I'm in a reset, you know, so that I can be as grand as you. But um, <laughs> No, it's a midlife crisis, actually. <laughs> I know. That's a good one. Take that crisis. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to read this to you. And so just sit back and listen. Dr. John Artis is a practicing chiropractor, international speaker, author, strategic coach, athlete, and most importantly, a husband and father. As the founder of Health on Earth Chiropractic and Rehab and Natural Health Solutions, He's a health expert that has helped thousands of people. Dr. Artis is committed to being an inspiration to everyone he comes in contact with, helping people develop new strategies and accountabilities, hence maximizing the possibilities of good health. It is his belief that everyone should have the choice to live in wellness without sickness and poor health. Dr. Artis is an active member of the community and frequently participates in mission trips all over the world, spreading the power of chiropractic care and how it is possible to be physically disconnected from divine healing. He states, it is my belief that when you are in alignment with God and surrender, anything is possible. Dr. Artis is a true witness of when you get in alignment with God and surrender, anything is possible. So... I love that. I really, really love your bio. And you you had way more, but I wanted to kind of put it together for our one Thank minute you. intro. But how did it feel hearing me read that to you? Uh, a lot of thoughts are racing through my head. I need to rewrite it. <laughs> I need to rewrite it. No, not in a bad way, but in a good mm. way. Like I'm mm. not done yet. Mm. I'm just getting started. Like I'm at, I'm re-energized with a new energy for life now that I see a lot of stuff up there that I want to do. And I want to start talking about the future like it's happening. Mm. And I want to start portraying that out there when people read my bio. Like my bio is kind of what I've done up to this point. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think that's that encompasses everything. I started thinking, you know, about like some of the other things I've done that I can incorporate in there. But mm -hmm. I want to start like... Uh, uh, pre, pre, uh, inserting the future in there, like trying to just like speaking things into existence. Speaking it, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. As you guys can tell, um, 
I, I invited Dr. Artis, one, just because I, I highly respect you and the work that you, you do. Um, two, this whole idea of finding your voice after 40. Now, you mentioned midlife mm -hmm. crisis, but I don't think it's right. I think it's the midlife opening and awakening. And mm -hmm. it can turn into crisis when we haven't been doing that self-exploration and examination, or it can really turn into such an amazing opportunity. So this up-leveling that you're at, was there something that triggered that for you? Or what has made you like, no, no I have to level this game even more? You know what? I, I just know that I was not operating at 100%. I was not you know, I haven't reached my full capacity, which I don't know if we'll ever really um, truly do that. And then I just wanted to challenge myself. I know that I could be doing better. It's, it's a stuck feeling almost mm -hmm. uh, where you feel like I'm just going through the motions like you can do it. You know, you can do this with your eyes. You got some level of expertise in what you're doing. You feel good about it. I mean, it just becomes mundane. Mm -hmm. And um, you just know that, you know, I. I'm a big purpose driven person. So I just know what I was like, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, mm -hmm. it, if it, if something was to happen to me today, would I have reached my full potential? And the answer was no. Mm. And then a, a guy called me ironically. And uh, one of my buddies called me. He was like, I want to challenge you to do the 75 hard with me, which is a couple of them. And they both quit. And it was <laughs> one of those seven things. You got to start over. And when they, you start over every day. So they kept starting over. And I was like, you know what? I, if I can't commit to 75 days, I can't do anything. So I said, let me commit. I'm committing to myself. So I was, I remember one, just two workouts a day. One has to be outside. They're 45 minutes each. Wow. Three, 10 pages, drink a gallon of water. I mean, I was outside one night, 1030, trying to do like <laughs> jumping jack stretching. It's crazy. It's like, I like that. Was, I was just going to say what, not to put all of it in there, but I do want to give an example of your tenacity. Mm -hmm. But in general, what did you, what? So you said you had to work out two days a week, high, you know, you hydrating out two obviously times is a day. huge. I mean, two, two times, times a day. day. I'm sorry, two times a day. Mm -hmm. And then what are you each. eating? How are you it's, eating? You follow whatever plan you want. I just stayed away from gluten and dairy. Oh. All right. So, so it's really just committing more to your fitness and, and yes. into your mindset. Yes. And your mindset, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, one of the workouts on certain days that I was tired, I feel like I was overtraining, was just stretching for like 45 minutes. And that yeah. just the discipline of doing that, that was, I mean, it's challenging. But you know yeah. what? It, it, I learned a lot about myself and that's what it was. It's really winning the war within. It's like sometimes we need that hard push to push us to the next level. And I think that's what mm -hmm. times happens. I'm fortunate enough in life that it wasn't anything that, you know, was traumatic enough to kind of, you know, sometimes people have like a, a medical illness or they have some kind of accident or something that pushes them to the next level because they got to fight through it. I kind of put myself in that uncomfortable position that actually pushed through it. And mm. so, you know, I think for, for that kind of experience instead of it being something else. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But you know what? It's just to the point where you you realize that we could be doing more. I mean, my time management to be able to get all that done with what I regularly do. And exactly. then Atlanta and my son started playing travel basketball. So that was like four days oh. a week, oh, two God. games on Saturday and Sundays each. It was crazy. So the schedule it was like just trying to balance life and do everything. Um, but you did it. like, and, But I and did it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and I don't know, you know, one of the things I'm doing in season two, we will be throwing in just a little bit of a side of astrology. And I know some people do not follow that. I know some people mm -hmm. think it's, you know, have their various thoughts about it. But the reason why I really study it because I use it to better understand how people are wired and how people are energized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you are a Capricorn and I don't know a Capricorn that doesn't, is not very gold. That's part of the energy of that. Wow. That is, is that it's very goal oriented. It's very long-term planning. It sees the bigger picture mm -hmm. and it's very diligent and committed to whatever that goal is. And right. to others, it may seem way too much or way too far-fetched, right. but for the Capricorn energy, it's exactly, it's like their sweet spot to climb the mountain. Like climbing the mountain is mm -hmm. the, is the balance. It is what creates right. like, this feels good, <laughs> right. To, to do that. So, and I have Capricorn as my moon sign. So I have a heavy Capricorn influence too. So right before we push record, you're like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, I have these goals and I have these things I like to do and you kind of do it. So you are definitely, definitely, um, you, you, you definitely, uh, embody, that energy. Thank you. And I never really got into astrology like that. Like people say, oh, what's your sign and stuff like that. I never really yeah. got into it. So I don't really understand it as much yeah. as you do. But thank you. I represent as well. <laughs> Capricorn. Yeah, yes. no, it is. A, it's a strong. And I told you, you share the same birthday as my partner. So and he is the mm -hmm. exact. I mean, just that's right. Like, that's Lord. right. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but Anyway, well, let's talk about John before your 40s, okay? Because okay. you are, now, I don't make guests tell their age. If you would like to share yeah. your age, would you like to share your age? That's or, fine. I don't have any, I'm transparent, 47. Ah, uh, see, look, yeah. 47. So you yeah. are approaching, you are closer to 50 than not. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you're leveling it up more. And so. Right. Yes. What? For you, I guess, what was life like when you go back and you think prior to your 40s, whether it's your 30s or your 20s, who was that man? Who, who is it very much up? This is exact same I've always been. How would uh, you describe the mindset of that younger John? Fearless. Uh, I've always been a people person. Like, I, that's just my nature. By nature, I've always liked people interacting with people. I think everybody has a different story, and I like hearing about other people. And just, I just think that's really interesting how people mm -hmm. became who they are through their experiences. Yeah. Um, so just me being fearless, I've always just kind of set something out there and went out and did it. I've I've always been kind of a loner to a certain degree, where mm -hmm. I, I don't need a crowd to be happy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can go and mend with the crowd. I can lead the crowd and I can I know when to pull back. I mean, it's just 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 my personality. I just always learn that. That's one of the things that I try to you know convey to my kids is like, you know, academics is important, but social skills are very, very important as well, too. I mean, yes. it's just I can't I can't negate that it's, even in the corporate setting when I was in corporate America, even into just being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, so. You got to learn how to talk to people, read people, understand people and be able to communicate how you feel to actually drive mm. whatever you're trying to do forward. And, um, you know, and hopefully we you know, we all got the right moral compass and we're trying to drive humanity in the right direction instead of just, you know, some people use that to be, you know, a bad person or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, no, right I've now. always been that. Yeah, I've always been a, 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 a just a person that just kind of set something in front of me and I, I go after it, just like you you described. I mean, uh -huh. it hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed when I got to 40s, I had more responsibilities. So uh -huh. I have more to weigh. So I typically pull back from doing as much as I would typically have done. Uh -huh. Like when I started out, I, I started out, uh, I think I was 30. Uh -huh. I mean, I had four offices, four chiropractic offices before I was 35. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Before yeah. I literally, I was like moving in such a fast direction that I, I didn't really think anything could stop me. I was like, if anybody has a chiropractor office in this area, I need to know. And then we're gonna go and we're gonna acquire them. You mm. know, that was my mentality. And it mm. was, you know, and then that, you know, stress gets into play. Then you start realizing, man, I got kids. I can't put, you know, I can't put all my chips on the table today. I gotta make sure I got some reserves and stuff might happen. Mm -hmm. and then you start thinking about, man, this is not only about me. And so you kind of pull back and you play a little bit safer. Yeah. Um, and then that's why I think you you kind of get that mundane feeling because you're not used to. Mm. You're not used to like just putting it all out there on the table and it's like, man, it's all or nothing. And that's one of the things that I kind of have to remind myself that, you know, truly, if we're really faith based, if I'm really a faith based person. You know, you got to trust God, but then you yeah. also got to be smart, too. So, you know, I'm starting to push more and put out there. Okay, so I let's go there for a minute. You said you yes. got to trust God, but you got to be smart. What did you say? You just said something, and I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. You said you got to trust, but you also got to you got to think. You got to think about, yeah. you know, worst case scenario, best case scenario. And, you, you know, there's always you always hope for the best. You always want the best but you need to prepare for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that, you know, I think about, uh, you know, I, I take care of a family. I got three people looking at me like, man, like, you know, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? So if I go out here and if something was to happen to me tomorrow, I need to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Your family. And I, I kind of alluded to that in the intro and I'm, I'm going to get more, I want to dig a little bit more into um, your family life and this whole still keeping you, right. you know, after 40, right. because I, I, I do think to your point, there's so much when we have family, we invest so much in our children, so much and, mm -hmm. you know, our marriages and, and our day to day livelihood. I think this is the trickiest part for people after 40 is because they invested so much externally, they didn't do the same investment internally and it can right. leave things feeling a little lost or, you know, confused or, or a myriad of things. Um, but before we go into that now, you know, I mentioned that you are a chiropractor and um, we're going to leave a link for people to be able to go to your website and kind of hear all of, all of that. But you are someone who is helping other people. And maybe just share with us what kind of, you know, you mentioned corporate, what, what was the story? And I know part of this story, a lot of the story, but mm -hmm. what was like, oh, I'm going to go into healthcare and do this more alternative because chiropractors are definitely booming more now, right. but right. it's still considered a more alternative practice to, to health. So what got you there and, and how is that? you know, part of your life? Well, it was my experience with chiropractor, uh, with a chiropractor. My, most chiropractors have an experience with chiropractic. That's how they are introduced to the profession. Mm -hmm. And mine was definitely that. It was a chiropractor in Arlington, Virginia that I went to when I was living in the D.C. area at the time. And um, literally, I went in for my knee and just 
thinking he could help me with my knee. A friend of mine suggested him and it ended up helping me with asthma. It was oh. it was the weirdest thing. And I, I still, you know, from a science background, putting that together was like, wow, this is this is amazing. And yeah. I started looking into it and um, it just I would see a chiropractor's office and I would stop by and I was like, you know, why did you become a chiropractor? Tell me how you practice chiropractic. You know, my mother's a retired nurse. So, you know, she was like, what? You, you didn't tell me you got in a car accident. And I was like, nah, it's not all about a car accident. And then when I um, I remember at, we were at this uh, happy hour or something one day and I was telling my friends, I said, I'm going to chiropractic school in Iowa. It was like, you going to Iowa? What? You live in D.C.? You going to Iowa? So guy got a hold of my spirit. Next thing I know, I had a Penske truck with my Nissan Maxima on the back and I left the D.C. area and I was driving to Davenport, Iowa to become a chiropractor. <laughs> Best decision I could have made. At the time, everybody thought I was crazy. But again, yeah. I was always that kind of person that like, uh, you know, I was always like looking at different things and always wanting to to drive myself to the next level. And, you know, I remember the gift that my sister got me for graduation was all the Curious George books. And she says, look what your curiosity got. <laughs> that was the best gift ever, ever. That was my favorite book. It is a good, yes, Because I was is. always asking questions. I was always the kid that would hang with the older people. And I'd be like, why, how does that happen? Why do you do that? And they would be like, stop asking so many questions. And be like, okay. <laughs> and that's, but what's that's so cool? What's so cool? So just full disclosure, you know, Dr. Artis was my, you know, chiropractor. And so I've been in your clinics. You know, what you guys are hearing is absolutely how he is, you know, in practice. Mm -hmm. This isn't just for today's, you know, podcast episode. And that's like the most awesome thing about you is mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you go in, you always have a new question for your, and it's not about mm -hmm. just symptoms. It's like, so how is this? And, and how is your cousin? Like you remember mm -hmm. these parts of people. And it's like, what did you, did you go out of town? How was that trip? And I mean, you'll have, I mean, the times I've been in all kinds of different, you know, ages and, mm -hmm. you know, very diverse groups of people coming in and you always remember something to be able to ask them a question about. But one and of the books that I used to, I used to have everybody read, but one of the things that why I'm like that is I value relationships. Mm -hmm. I value relationships. Relationships mm -hmm. are so important to me. And mm -hmm. some people value transactions more mm. and that, and you can feel the difference. And I always, mm -hmm. you know, treat people like I want to be treated. And then I think that once you come into my space, we develop some type of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like to the point where, you know, some people don't receive that well. There's just for the transaction and that's cool. And mm -hmm. you got some people that value the relationships. My relationships tend to last long. So my patients are around for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just a, it's just, I, I don't think you can find anybody that's as vested in your health as I am. Mm, if, and it usually yeah. if it doesn't work out if I'm more invested in your health than you are. <laughs> Is that frustrating? Because yeah. I mean, I think as healthcare, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a healthcare yes. practitioner and I too, I'm, I'm all about relationships and building mm -hmm. that relate. Like that's to me, honestly, vibrationally and spiritually right that's how people begin their healing is right. feeling connected. But when a person isn't able to receive the relationship, like mm -hmm. how do you, how, how is that experience for you when you have that person who's just not really opening up to that or, you know, just not really taking, like you said, taking it seriously or. or Either they, they just there for the transaction or they just don't last long. It's just, just the way it is. And I'm okay with that. I mean, it's just people are going to come and go. 
but you mm-hmm. know, it's just just what just part of the process. At first, I used to give so much, and then you you take on other people's energy. So I had to learn how to protect my energy, yeah, and how to actually just keep it at a bay. Like there's a certain line, like there there's a line between being you know friendly and being friends, right? <laughs> and so sometimes you cross that line too much and that, you know, you just got to know how to read. You just got to know how to how to be able to dance on both sides of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Without being offended or offending people. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I actually that kind of segues me to my next question is what what do you think life has really taught you about others? And about I mean, has has it just been this work that's really kind of taught you or is there some other aspects of life? that it really taught you about how to handle others or even how to handle yourself? Always, always see the best in people. Mm. Even if they don't see it themselves. Mm. I tell you, I see so many people now and, you know, they come into my clinic. I just had someone in yesterday and this life is just beating them down. It's mm. it's it's crazy the amount of people I'm seeing like that lately. Yes, yes. So Do I, you see I, that it's worse? Do you oh, feel like, yeah. It's, it's big time, big time. Yes. I, I told somebody yesterday, I said, adjust your crown and act accordingly. Let's move <laughs> forward. Let's go. Like, we, this is not a low vibration place. So we come in yeah. here. We're going to, we're our energy's here. So you got to either come up here or either yeah. if our energy, you know, we got to kind of, we're going to bring you up to that level or we're going to, you know, we're going to, move past you so it's just mm, the way it is yeah but um but that's the biggest thing is see the best in people hope for the best you know and then always do the work there's no shortcut between mm. doing the work you know a lot mm. of people look for the shortest way to do it you know especially with weight loss and all those things you've got to do the work mm-hmm. you know you want to you you want to have a good marriage you got to do the work you want great <laughs> kids you got to do the work you got to spend yeah. time you got to pour into them Yes. And that's one of the things with me is like just juggling all of that. That can get kind of you can lose yourself in there, what you were saying earlier. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I had to learn how to like not consider it as being selfish, but it's something that I need. I have to pour into me. I have to take a trip by myself. I have to do something. I have to find a hobby that I like that I can actually replenish myself so that I can go back and be 100 percent. Yes. Because I think well, we all get through that. Well, that was going to be, you know, what does self-care mean to you? And I mean, I think you've alluded a lot to what self-care mm-hmm. means to you. And, you know, just mentioning, like you just said, as far as taking that time alone, doing, you know, doing right. these various things that are pouring into yourself. Is there anything else that you on a regular do for self-care? Because I know this is that's a big part of me doing this podcast is for people over 40 to begin to learn some things that they can do and maybe not just, you know, and hearing from other people's stories, especially yours, uh, all the things you do. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, my, you know, my happy place is nature. Mm. I like, I like, I like hikes. I'm actually planning to go out to your, uh, your neck of the woods in Colorado. Colorado. Hikes, uh, Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak. Yeah. Have you ever Peak, been to Colorado? Colorado? Have you ever been? No, to- no, no, no. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I have? I have. I've been to Denver once shortly. Okay. Okay. And then, but, um, but no, but I want to go out there and do some hiking. I want to do Montana. And then I want to try to start breaking down the Appalachian Trail in the sections. Wow. And then well, I got, you know, cycling is my thing too. So just outside of that, it's a lot of times it's just me and my thoughts. I don't rarely listen to music anymore. It's just wow. me just thinking through things and just kind of being able to to take that time and 
that's the thing that I realized that people are doing. They're like so busy running from the silence. Like they're mm. always, we, we crave that distraction because it doesn't allow us to deal with what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if you can spend that time with yourself and you could just deal with those thoughts, you can work through, you can process things differently and you come out on top because now you got a clear understanding about it. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, when you just said running away from the silence and I, I'm, and to your point of where mm-hmm. people are coming in, we're seeing people's pain way more. I know, you know, those of us um, who are in healthcare and, you know, providing wellness services, um, you know, I don't go on social media and talk about all that because this is, you know, the discretion and confidentiality and all the things of my clients. But the heaviness that I, I see, you know, that people are going through right now. And to your point, I think this idea of connecting to the silence and even connecting to the heavy. Yeah. Learning oh, yeah. how because it's going to inform you a lot about what's mm-hmm. but even knowing how to do that. And the beautiful thing is, is when you're connecting to the stillness in nature, nature is supporting you in doing that. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's beautiful. It too is still, um, it, it has a presence. So as you're right. in your stillness, it's not like in a dark room, it's you've got this beautiful landscape that energetically is like, yay, we're here for you. Like right. <laughs> we want to support you as right. you are, you know, doing this hike or as you are riding this bike and as you're trying to connect to thoughts, we're not going to distract you. In fact, nature is just, pushing us to be more in that zone. So if we can look at it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I traveling is another way. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, tr- just experiencing a different culture. Like you got to always, I had a mentor of mine. He said, you got to change the scenery. You know, you got to change the scenery sometimes. And so I just go somewhere. I used to be famous for those want to get away Southwest tickets. I mean, I went to <laughs> Santa Fe, New Mexico, everywhere. We used to call it a planning session. So we would just go somewhere, just get a hotel and just yes. work through business stuff when, you know, back in the day. But now it's to the point where um, I got to take more time for myself and just kind of do that. And I've been doing that lately. Mm. I think that's why a lot with COVID too, it forced a lot of people. A lot of marriages got disrupted because oh my gosh. they were forced to deal with issues. You couldn't go anywhere. You're just sitting there looking at each other. And it's like, man, I really don't like this person. <laughs> right. or I really like this person or whatever, you know? Yes. I, I have to tell people, no, I had decided to get divorced prior to COVID. Um, right. We actually were separated um, mm-hmm. all of really kind of 2019. So 2020 was kind of the year for us to, you know, do the divorce. And I bring this up because I'm so grateful that we had the harder part of what was going through with that whole process was prior to COVID because right. COVID would have just made that, oh, I, I just can't even imagine. I mean, I was mm-hmm. able, by then I was out of the home and, you know, we were in physically separated. And so it really gave us a lot of time individually to, to do some individual healing apart from, you know, from all that was going mm-hmm. on. And I, yes. And, and even in that, it helped us be better co-parents, you know, right. in, in taking that space. So yeah, COVID did a number. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it, so it forced us to do it. So what I tend to do is I go to that. I, I try to do that. I try to solitude. I try to sit down and relax. I try to go out. That's why I do these long bike rides, uh, 64 miles. You got a lot of time to think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like you got four hours just to process stuff and you got all these different things going on. You sit down and you relax. And and it's just to the point where you, you, have, to, uh, you have to take that time for yourself. And I don't think so many people do. Yeah. 
I completely agree. Well, I have I have maybe two more questions, and then yeah, we're gonna amazing. go on to our bonus. Yeah, okay. time like flies. We're already thirty minutes in. I know. It just I I don't ever even believe that. Well, but, we, you and I we can talk for always. It's always I good know. energy. I know. What are you at this young age of forty-seven? What are you most looking forward to when you look at your life moving forward? What are you most looking forward to? Hmm. <laughs> you wow. have a lot to choose from. I think I have, have a lot to choose, choose from. from. Yeah. You know what? This is a good question. So I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I had a vision board that I did back in 2005, and I've accomplished everything on that vision board. Wow. Wow. The reason why I kind of was a little stagnant there in the last few years is because I don't have a new one. Mm. So one of the things that I'm going to look, I'm excited for looking towards is actually sitting down and doing another one. Now I want to do it in a different state, especially in a different scenery. I need to be by some water. Mm. So ocean mm -hmm. is very important. Mm. So, I love it. Why is ocean very important for you? It's, it never stops. And if it stops, we're in trouble. <laughs> it never stops. Ah. And it's a reflection of life. So life is like that. So whenever, you know, I always look at the tides coming in, right? You got mm. high tides. So you might, you know, feel like you're drained, but you got to know there's a big wave coming in. Uh -huh. Look at these metaphors. I, I, love yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And if you had to give advice to that 20 something, John, that remembering your 20 something self, because we do have, you know, some 20 something and 30 something people listening to this mm -hmm. podcast. What advice would you give that 20 something self knowing what you know now at this stage of your life? Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself more. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself more. Don't chase money, chase peace. <laughs> chase peace. That? How about that? I'm at peace now. Yeah. I'm at peace. I feel I'm, I'm that. happy, but yeah. I'm at peace. Like, and and I believe in myself, like mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whatever I, I don't lack in somewhat 100% belief, God makes up the difference. Mm, but I, I believe that. in myself now. Like, to the point, that's one of the things that I, and that's the thing that I get. I was talking to my daughter who's 17. She's, I was just going to ask you about your kid. Yes. Yeah. And so she, I'm like, if you get this, and I, one of the things that I had to think about, and I was telling Charlene, I was telling my wife, mm -hmm. is like, she hasn't had certain experiences to actually challenge that yet. So I want her to be here, right? But that you just don't go there. You have right. to. You have to go through some things. And so right. she has to go through that. So I was like, man, I said, if you could just get this. I was telling them that we were in the car. I said, just believe it. You could believe you could do anything. Yes. Just just get that. And don't yes. worry about what other people think. Don't worry. Don't even look. Just know and just tunnel vision in it. It's interesting. We both have 17-year-olds. Yes. So I, yes. both our children. My son is 17. He, he's a senior this fall. Right. And so we're in the same space, the college planning. And one of the things that he has started, and I'm so, I'm so proud of him for this because I didn't, I, I think he, you know, we, our children, our children are watching and feeling how we behave. You mm -hmm. know, our words are one thing and they, I think they hear them, but I think 
you know, seeing you do your hiking and spending that time alone, all, she's learning probably more from, and both your children from that, seeing that energy of dad that way. But my, my son, you know, I do meditation. I do meditation on my own, but I also do meditation with um, women in my community that I work with, that I coach. And one day back in, I think it was probably February or April or March, he's like, you know, mom, can I join one of your meditation sessions? And I'm like, well, with the women, I said, you know, I, I would prefer <laughs> that you join it. I, we can just do it one-on-one. -on -one. Like you don't have to wait for me to meet with them. So he said, okay. And so we did this meditation session together and I, you know, I'm thinking maybe he fell asleep or this is boring or, you know, whatever. He was 16 at the time. And he was like, you know, I said, how'd you like it? He's like, I really liked it. I really liked it. I was like, okay, well, you know, we can do it again. And I just kind of left it alone. I like a few weeks after that, I see him in the guest room and I'm like, what is he doing in the guest room? And he's like, mom, I started to meditate and I, you know, I, I really loved it. Wow. And so he now has a meditation practice. He meditates at least two to three times a day. He sits down. Oh yes. He does meditative walks. He goes into nature. He has a whole meditation practice. Mm -hmm. He has, um, you know, all these podcasts that he leads. He, he's reading all these different books on meditation. It has been amazing. And his level of worry has settled so, I mean, because he was he right. was my anxious kind of kid. Mm -hmm. And so he now, I mean, just, and I told him, I said, man, you need to get, we need to get you to talk to more young people because for him, the last, he, the last quarter of that junior year, his grades went substantially up after he started that meditation. Mm -hmm. He took the SAT score, the SATs kind of early when he first started the meditation. He didn't do, he wasn't happy. He took them again in June, so months after that. And by then, his meditation practice was moving along. He increased his score 200 points. Oh, that's good. And I, I told him, I said, yeah. and just now he was doing some uh, soccer tryouts. And, you know, he had, he had played soccer a lot going all the way until he started high school. Then COVID hit, and that kind of threw him off. So he stopped soccer. So he's like, my senior year, mom, you know what? I'm going to go and see if I can make the soccer team. <laughs> and I was like, you never. He's like, well, because I figure I don't really have anything to wow. lose. And, yeah. you know, so his whole kind of mentation, and I'm like, wow, but I didn't tell him to go meditate, right? He just mm. kind of watched. So your kids, the things you're doing, they watch They're it. watching. They, okay. They, I hope yeah. so, because some days I come like, oh, Jesus, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's refreshing to hear. That's good. Yeah, they are. They are indeed. Well, this is the last thing. Um, what is your theme song? What's a song that motivates you, that gets you excited, that keeps you motivated? Anytime it comes wow. on, you feel good. Is there one? We, we try to get people to say one song because by the time this is out, we finally got our playlist together from the first season. We're just going to keep on adding. But is there a song? Right now, what I have on repeat when I'm getting my hype song is, is Burner Boy, Big Sad. <laughs> okay, oh so say yeah. it again. Burn a boy. What is it? What's song? Big seven. Big seven. All right. Yeah. And I see I probably sound so old because I'm like, do I no. know Big Seven? I know if I heard yeah. it, I'd be I like, go through yeah, I different things, man. Some days it's gangster rap, but now is that's what's burn a boy, big seven. <laughs> and you're a music <laughs> head. When you go to your oh, clinic, yeah. he has amazing music in his clinic. <laughs> I love Afrobeat. I mean, I love yes. Afro. Oh man, I love it. It's just in our nature, it's in our DNA. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been, this has been awesome. We're, we're going to go into our bonus round, but before we do our bonus, um, let people know if they wanted to learn more about the services that you provide, Mm -hmm. um, any social media, if you want to, but anything you'd like to share, we'll also include this in the show notes, but I just wanted people to be able to hear from you, uh, in live time, how they can connect. I have a, I'm starting my podcast and I'm starting my YouTube channel is the adjustment with Dr. Artist. And basically Ooh. I do a weekly health tip and it's basically an adjustment you can make in your life Ooh. to actually make your life better. I love that. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. The adjustment. How cool the adjustment is that? With Dr. Artist, yeah. I love that. All right. So that's on YouTube. That's on YouTube. And then awesome. my office uh, website for anything, you can find everything on YouTube. My connection is there, but okay. uh, healthonearth.org. I mean, it was original website that I never changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can you can book appointments there, but that YouTube channel, subscribe to it. I'm trying to get my yes. subscriptions up. I heard about your son. Oh, my God. The he influencer. has, blo- he oh, has yeah. blown up. Yeah, I, so that, I'm, trying he's, to- I'm trying to get actually both of them on the podcast because I want to talk about parenting over 40. And um, parenting, especially adult kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, he has in less than a year, he he went from zero subscribers. You can appreciate this because you're on YouTube. So you you know this. But he went from zero subscribers on July 29th of 2022 is when he started. Mm -hmm. July 29th of 2023, he had 28,300 yeah, 28,300 subscribers in less than a year. Or in a year, he got over wow. twenty eight thousand. I said, wow. "Oh, MG, he knows yeah. the name so well. Um, he's just he's monetized. That's amazing. He has his own business at this point. Like, yeah. He, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Mon- he's yeah. Oh yeah. I, I that's something I, I admire these young people so much for just figuring that out. You know. Yeah. yeah. And they're just getting it, man. And he's that's oh good. he. He's, he's, he's so committed. I've never seen him this focused ever. I mean, he is so super focused. He has all his studio stuff. He lives in New Orleans, Orleans, you know, and doing his life. So it's, it's exciting. So congratulations to you with your YouTube channel. And yes, we will put this in the show notes so people can click on it, but you guys just search the adjustment with Dr. Artis. I love it. (laughs) All right. We're going to end the regular. Um, If you guys want to hear more from Dr. Artist, you have to be a Patreon subscriber. So if you go to patreon.com slash finding your voice, you'll get the bonus. Plus you'll get the video. Our videos are only for our Patreon subscribers. However, however, this past summer, we did highlight the videos of our most listened to episodes, but don't wait for that. Come on over so that you can, so that you can see the goods and hear more. All righty. I'll talk to you guys. Yeah, we'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.